Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Collapse. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it is Thursday, June 2nd in the year 2022. And it's another crazy day in America as the walls come tumbling down. We are looking at an imminent collapse of our economy and probably all the social systems that we're familiar with, all brought to us by a corrupt pedo class with their front face being Joe Hand Puppet Biden. Something to look forward to. Patriots, before we begin, make sure you are taking good care of your savings and your hard-earned capital right now is a very tenuous time with everything going on to ensure that the savings that you have from your IRAs and your 401ks are well protected in this time of economic uncertainty. Patriots, we have been witnessing the economy slowly go through a death spiral and the Fed has boxed itself in. The economy is in dire straits and thanks to a loose money policy, there's no end in sight. Apparently, you just can't spend trillions every year without repercussions. And now, in an attempt to play catch-up, the Fed is raising rates and plans to do it seven more times this year. We're already starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. What are you doing to protect your money? Have you considered what could happen if the stock market continues to fall or worse, crashes? Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. Again, BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text BARDS to 989898 and secure the gains from the hard-earned capital that you have. Join the thousands of Happy Birch customers, the countless five-star reviews, and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Birch Gold. They're professionals. They're some of the best in the market. So again, text BARDS at 989898 to protect your future with gold. We are dealing in a time when we are being force-fed this idea of woke and multi-letter genderism that has been crammed down our throats, and it's being forced down our throats by the corporations as they take a lead role in trying to social engineer this country and ultimately destroy it so that they can pilfer it and take it for their own. And it's not a balanced issue. What we're looking at right now is a corporate infrastructure, a corporate hierarchy and global network that has targeted the West, in particular the United States, to make us believe that we're part of some massive global change when, in fact, it's a complete lie. Listen to this brief piece. Corporations exposed. BMW, BMW Middle East. Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz Middle East. Uber, gay in the West. 
not in Sri Lanka. Coca-Cola, gay in the West, not in Ghana. If these corporations care about gay rights so much, why don't they stop business or try to pressure politicians and legislation in Africa and the Middle East? It's because they're full of shit. And it's not just the big corporations, it's most activists. Do you hear even an ounce of gratefulness out of anybody in the West like, oh, we get to do this here, be outward with it, be open. It's pretty rare in human history. You know, I'm grateful to live in America where they allow this. None of that, they just hate us, hate the country, hate the people here, hate the culture, and stay awfully silent about cultures who don't allow them. It makes you really wonder, do they really like and love the things that they talk about, or do they just hate us? They just hate us. And it's the corporations that have managed to in engineer this. And what they have used is something called mass formation psychosis. Mass formation is not similar to hypnosis. It's identical. Exactly the same process happens in a hypnosis. In a hypnosis, there is someone, a hypnotist, who has a natural skill to withdraw the attention from the environment of someone else and to focus it all on one extremely small aspect of reality, for instance, a pendulum that is moving before the eyes of the hypnotized person. And consequently, after that, it is as if reality doesn't exist anymore, the rest of reality. And this goes extremely far. A simple hypnotic procedure is sufficient to make someone so insensitive for what happens with, with his body, for instance, if his attention is no longer focused on his body, that a surgeon is perfectly capable of performing an open heart operation in which he has to cut straight through the skin, the flesh and the breastbone of the patient without the patient noticing it. So that's the strength, the enormous strength of the focusing of attention that exists in a hypnosis, but also in illusionism, for instance, and also in mass formation. And that explains, of course, why you can take everything away of people when they are in a mass formation without them noticing it. And this is pretty much what has happened, is through the process of fear, we have managed to push a society over the edge into a mass psychosis. They've had a cognitive snap to a large degree and have accepted this concepts of fear to such a degree that it has become their new reality. And that fear was based on the pandemic, an engineered attack on the psychology of human beings that were so weak in their faith and so weak in their trust in the greater aspects of life that they fell and succumbed to the threats and fears fanned with the flames that were fanned by our corporate media and our politicians and our corporate class. All of this was by design with some of the smartest and most brightest engineering this attack on the public that has been positioning themselves for this war for years. And sadly, America has fallen. It has fallen because it has become a society that's lame. It's become a society consumed by convenience, a society consumed by self, a society consumed by material crap we don't need. And it just continues. This, these generations that have been raised by parents who have tried to make it easier on your kids, those parents, whoever you are, you have failed. You have done a miserable job of creating leadership in this nation and for a better generation because you have had the idea that somehow their lives for your kids need to be easier. All you have done is created a privileged class, something as simple as water that we, have, we take for granted here in this world. Something like 70% of the world can't even get fresh water. And until you've lived and walked on the ground of true poverty, Americans have no clue 
what damage has been extolled over the world so that we can live in our privileged class, in our world of convenience with high tech and all the things that we think that we need and want. And even worse, we're not even that good by comparison to other nations who have put more money into infrastructure. But we live with the idealisms and we allow the media to convince us of all these things and we separate ourselves from the fundamental responsibilities that it takes for us to be Americans. We aren't who we think we are. The, the, the American people are living in a matrix. They don't understand the truth of how things are working in this country. You know, and let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. The very fact is that if you, if you ask 100 people on the street, what kind of government is America supposed to be? 99% of them will tell you a democracy. America is supposed to be a democracy. But that's a lie. That's an illusion. The word democracy is not written into the Constitution at one time. It's not in the Bill of Rights. It's not in the Declaration of Independence. The Founding Fathers hated the idea of a democracy. They thought it was the worst form of government there is. And I agree with them. Because in a democracy, 51% of the people control 49% of the people. If you're part of the 49%, you're not free. America was founded as a constitutional republic. And in that constitutional republic that we have, 99% of the people can't take away the rights of 1%. You have your rights because you were born with them. You have God-given human rights that nobody can take away from you. The government, the majority, no matter who they are, I can't take away your rights. And that's what, that's, that's what our founding fathers gave us. But the psychological operations that they, they do to us, they make us believe that we're a democracy and that majority rules. You see? And they want you to believe that. Because then they tell you, this poll says, this many want this, and this many want that, and this many want this, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Well, Hitler was elected. Hitler was elected. Hitler did everything legally. And in a re constitutional republic, a minority is, pro is protected against a majority. Wasn't it Benjamin Franklin, a paraphrase, that said, democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner? Exactly. And then he also said, in a republic, the sheep would have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> to protect himself, you know, and that's, that's, that's the truth. America's not a democracy, but you ask the most intelligent people what form of government America's supposed to be, they'll say a democracy. That's what, that's what they've been brainwashed. We have been, and we've accepted it, and it's been years and years of this that have indoctrinated generations into the belief that somehow we're a democracy, somehow that we're a, a privileged class, that we are the greatest nation in the world, and that we have all these needs to have technology to make our life easier. We didn't need any of it, but we accepted it because it was the fast pace to get up and to elevate ourselves and to leave behind the past roots. We walked away from the wisdom class. We outsourced our children to public schools. And in so doing, we tried to create a life, an envelope within our world of responsibility where we as adults didn't have any responsibilities of children or adults at all, but we could just simply get rid of them so we'd have our peace in the day and we could do whatever we wanted to do. That's not the way life was intended to be, but it's the way life wanted to be in America because it, was all, it became a world of me. But that is soon coming to an end, and it's going to be crashing down in a big way. Edward Dowd, who's one of the top analysts in the country, and he was, on, he was a former VP for BlackRock, was on Alex Jones last night. Listen to these words. And if you've been listening to my channel, you've heard me say something similar like this over the last two years. What's really going on, that what you're seeing 
is that the social contract has been broken. 95 to 99% of the world doesn't know that yet. And they're scrambling to provide excuses as to why that social contract is going to be broken. And what I mean by that is pensions broke, social security gone, um, you know, municipal, you know, state, state budgets breaking, you know, state pensions. We're talking about bio- sovereign debt defaults. Correct. Wow. And it's going to start, it's going to start away from the U.S. at first, and then it's going to spread globally. So we're the, we're the, the U.S., as always, because of uh, a lot of people in this country and, and our freedoms that we still have, we're the dirt, we're the cleanest shirt in, the, in a dirty laundry basket. Yeah, I don't know about the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry basket, but I know that we're in a dirty laundry basket. And here's the bigger problem is that what's going on right now is, as I've said for now almost two years, there's no money in the pensions. They raided those. They're long gone. There's no money in your 401k. Right now, it's like the same thing in banking. Everybody thinks they have money in the account, and that's fine when you go down and get some cash out or you do a digital transaction. But if everybody makes a run on the bank today and asks for their money out, money out, it's not going to happen. Same thing with your 401ks. If everybody made a move to say, I want my 401k money, it would not happen because there is not enough money to cover the promises that they've made. Same thing with pensions. People's pensions are being paid for by the new members that are coming in. The future pensions are being paid by people that are just beginning the pensions. If everybody now took a draw on their pension for what they wanted, there wouldn't be enough money there. That's where we are. But where we're rapidly becoming is a place where even now, in a very short amount of time, no matter where, where you are, no money will be there. The system is imploding. 80% of our money in circulation was printed since 2020. They have been dumping paper into the system in this fiat currency with treasury banknotes, not dollars. They're broke. There's nothing. And that means each one of us has that has money tied into the system, there's no that money's gone. And that's what you need to understand. And it's why at the motive of so many of these false flags that are happening, because they're trying to get at one thing. And what is it? They don't care about your vote because they keep telling they keep telling you to vote. They keep telling you that it's okay to vote. In fact, both sides are encouraging people to vote. The Democrats are the ones being blamed for cheating. The real criminal class is the Republican Party. Get that straight. They're the quiet and puppet masters behind the Democrats. And it's two faces to one party. And both of them at the same time are encouraging you to vote. If the vote was dangerous, they'd take it away. But what is dangerous? Well, what is dangerous are your guns. And that's where we had a great little speech from Lauren Bobert from Colorado, Congresswoman. Madam Speaker, I want to begin this evening by thanking my Democrat colleagues for their outstanding work in encouraging millions of Americans to celebrate their Second Amendment rights by purchasing their first, second, or even 100th firearm. From the left's riots in cities across America to Biden's threats to strip away our basic constitutional rights, Democrats are single-handedly responsible for the sale of tens of millions of firearms. Bravo. Well done. And I hear that the interest has begun to peak when it comes to the sale of F-15s. Now, I have some questions for these 
freedom haters, when are you going to ca call on the chief executive, the basement dweller, to hold his own son accountable for his gun crimes? Hunter Biden lied on a federal firearms application, which is punishable by up to 10 years and a $250,000 fine, of which 10% will not be going to the big guy. Rules for thee, but not for my crackhead, parmesan-smoking, gun criminal son. What about the disposal, the disposal of Hunter Biden's gun in a back alley dumpster? And why was the Secret Service involved in locating this firearm? Can you just imagine for half a second if Donald Trump Jr. was involved in firearms crimes and his dad ordered the Secret Service to cover it up? That's just the start of the hypocrisy. Biden will call widely purchased firearms weapons of war, but then he'll tell you that you need an F-15 or a nuke to keep the federal government in check. He will target so-called merchants of death, but celebrate the 600 abortion clinics across America. This reg regime will encourage riots, defund the police, and try to take away Americans' right to self-defense. Madam Speaker, the American people are not on board with the Biden regime's hypocritical gun-crabbing. Instead, they are buying guns at a record rate. So my colleagues from the other side, they can keep running their mouths, and we will keep adding to our arsenals. <laughs> yes, we will. There's no question about that. You want to put your money somewhere, put it into hard assets. Oh, that could be a barrel, too. Look, patriots, here's the deal. The economy is spinning out of control, and they know it, and they know that the ultimate crime, besides all of the other crimes that they've performed, is they have stolen everybody's money. There's nothing left. And when that realization comes to the surface, that shedwater moment won't miss anybody. We can have our woke culture dance around and start screaming for the right to kill children at the same time scream to take guns away because those same children that were raised in the culture of murdering children are now murdering children in schools. The hypocrisy runs deep and the woke culture is bankrupt. We can have our absolute freaks walk around the streets in all sorts of our galia, the degenerates of our world, dressed up men, dressed up like crazy women and clowns, celebrating a full month of rainbow warrior sexual deviance while we give our veterans one day, one day of celebration for Memorial Day and our de sexual deviants get a full month. This is the world we're in, and these are the people that are trying to run the world and tell us how to be. And all of this noise is elevating because ultimately the dark secret behind all of this is there's no more money. They've taken it all. And for all of their efforts that they've done, they've bankrupted the world and they're boxed in. Take a listen. I'm going to read something to you here. And this is from a really good article that was in, that was in uh, Zero Hedge. It's called The Deep State is in a Do or Die Moment by Alex Newman Wars warns globalists need to terrify everyone. What he writes is this. They, the elites or predator class, recognize that they are now locked into this. 
If they try to retreat, there is no retreat. People are waking up at such a rapid rate that they are in a moment where they are going to have to go for broke and try to impose the whole agenda or damn the torpedoes and full speed ahead or they are going to be in big trouble. They are going to be prosecuted, right? This moment, there are conversations in state attorney general's offices all across the country, and this is a problem. People are demanding prosecution. Right now, the elites or predator class realize if they don't move forward very quickly, they are going to lose everything. They could possibly end up facing true accountability. I think we are in a very dangerous situation now. When people get into a position like that, they don't have a lot of options left. Either they cancel the election or they cheat like crazy or they just collapse everything. The way things are going right now with inflation out of control, the food crisis and famine just around the corner, of course, that they engineered and the monkeypox and bird flu, they are all there. They have all their crises lined up and you can be assured they're not going to let go of this easily. So the biggest part about all of this is it is our emphasis to continue to pressure the point of truth because as we are seeing, truth is moving and it's shaking up their control and it's shaking it up radically. But our economy is sinking. In more than 10 years? Yeah, that's the worst number in over a decade, according to Gallup. And it's not just about how they feel about the economy right now. It's how they feel about it going forward. Do you think the economy is getting better or worse? And look here. Only 20% say better, 77% say worse. That's the worst spread, again, in over a decade. And, you know, it's not just about views of the economy overall. It's views about how you're changing your own habits, right? How is inflation impacting Americans? Change grocery purchases, 63%. Cut back on extras, 63%. Cut back on driving, 54%. So they're seeing it bad nationally, and they're feeling in their pockets as well. Those statistics are stunning because they're statistics now that the mainstream media is reporting. We're starting to see a narrative shift, and it's happening because ultimately, as people are demanding truth, media agencies are driven by ratings and accountability in the sense that they know if they continue this, they're going to be held just as accountable as politicians, which they will anyway, but they think they can skirt it by starting to tell some truth. Take a listen to this mainstream media report and this is fox news and pay a special attention to the end in the comment about him being part of white house press corps in the speech tonight about guns and said white house officials are saying that the president is going to renew his calls for congress to do something they're also saying that he's trying to give lawmakers some space to negotiate and we know he's not going to be on the hill working with them tomorrow because this evening right after he talks He's heading to his beach house in Delaware. As for another big issue, gas prices, the president told me that they are going to go higher and that because of all the things that contribute to a high price, it's going to be like that for a while. There's a lot going on uh, right now, but the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. 
Well, the White House's spin about the big miss with private payrolls only adding 128,000 jobs last month, less than half the projected 299,000, reads like this from the president. Today, we received more data that despite global challenges we face, America is on the move. Unemployment benefits have reached historic lows. Since I took office, the number of Americans relying on unemployment benefits is now down 95 percent, and our economy has added 8.3 million jobs. No mention anywhere there, though, about inflation. Another big topic. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so the present economic plan, as we see it, is working. So the plan, as they see it, is working despite the rising gas prices. The miss on the numbers today. We do know that tomorrow a jobs report is coming out. The president's going to be in Delaware. It's unclear if he will address it, which he traditionally does first Friday of the month. Neil? So the White House pass every day still works for you, right? Like you, you show up and it gets you in. I, you haven't heard about me just screaming and waving and asking uh, to open the gate? Let me in, guys. Let me in. I, I always enjoy those exchanges. Uh, Peter. We're starting to see a narrative shift in the media, and it's important because as this starts to rupture out of their normal way of talking, this again is an indication that the control in which the elites have on their entire organization is starting to fall apart. By the way, if you're wondering about the economy, here's a song. A little beach song for Joe and a little reminder of where we're going. Wipe out. So, Patriots, the, the whole thing that we have to keep in mind is that we do have power. But we have to appreciate how much power these people have used to form us. They have used threat and they've used intimidation to try to keep people in control. And sadly, the a whole culture of compliance and peace at any cost, which has been permeated across most of the conservative base, has failed. And we should never have been there, in fact. We know where a lot of that came from. It's come from churches who have put money before true, true teachings of Scripture, churches who have tried to convince people that peace at any cost and anything we need to do, as long as you feel guilty and sinful about who you are, as long as you feel that you are not worthy, but put $20 in the, in the offering plate and we'll see you tomorrow or next Sunday. That doesn't work. Our country was built on fire and brimstone pulpits that understood that there was a line that we could not cross, that tyranny was something that would destroy faith. And that's where we have to get back to. And we're doing that through an intense information war, but that, that rests on the success of every single person continuing to press the truth, even when it's difficult. We're starting to see that happen. We're starting to understand how this is starting to shake up. Take a listen to this piece here on Netflix. I do think there's a real story to tell here. When Netflix sends a notice out to their employees saying, look, uh, we are not running an ideological company you know, to satisfy our employees' you know, ideology. We're trying to run a business. I predict that the, the decision makers in these boards of directors 
uh, have a fundamental interest in making their company profitable, and they're convinced that satisfying the aggrieved young new activist marketplace that they hire because of their HR departments getting are flooding with these guys and gals that are millennials out of colleges with their own attitudes, they're operating almost like a religious cult taking over the marketplace in these corporations. But I promise you, in the boardroom, these guys are driven by the pragmatism of a return on investment. Exactly. The moment they get whacked on the bottom line and it's starting, the moment that their brand starts to suffer and they find themselves on the chopping block because their stockholders are mad at them, you will see a whole new policy begin. That's why we have to keep pushing. We've been probably dying from civility. The majority of the Americans that don't go out in the street with bricks, don't scream or horrified by the aggressiveness of the left, have kind of thought we could give in and get along. But now we're finding out the only way you can get along with someone trying to take over your plane is to keep them from getting in the cockpit. Unfortunately, too many of them have jumped into the cockpit and taken controls of the flight controls and are steering us into the ground. The left is one of the most educated classes in America. It's equally one of the most ignorant and lack and lacks the most common sense. And the ignorance is willful. And when I say left, I'm talking about anybody that follows the progressive woke culture for those others that are following along. Cause you're weak. I don't have much to say to you because you're definitely not an American Patriot question whether you're even an American, we need solid backbone people that'll stand up to this tyranny. And we're seeing a lot more of it. But we have to continue to fight for that line because this country is on the is on a cusp right now. Nothing is guaranteed. The beautiful thing is the information war is working. And we're seeing that with the examples of what's happening here at Netflix and other places. But as Jordan Peterson points out, there is a there is a use of of violence. And he gets to really at the core of what a lot of the left's violence is all about. I wanted to ask you about the based on your 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 knowledge, your background, your clinical experience, what, what is the psychology of this mob violence? When I see it, 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 uh, like, I, I don't even recognize some of these, it seems, they seem animalistic is what I mean. Um, in, no, they're the worse than August, animals. They're worse than animals because animals, they just kill to eat, you know, human beings, they have a twist in them that makes them far worse than animals when they really get going. Well, I think it's, I think, you really want to know what I think? I think it's revenge yes. against God for the crime of being. That's really what I think. It's Cain and Cain and Abel. It's like, oh, Abel's your, Abel's your guy, eh, God? How about if I take him out in the field and beat him to death? How do you feel about that? All my sacrifices went unrewarded. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, that's what it is at the bottom of the hell of things. And I think he's on to something. Because when you strip God away from the relationship in the world, all of these people feel angry. They're angry because they're not being heard. Their wishes aren't attended to. And so they demand more and more attention. And so they abuse those that are solid with God. They abuse those that are walking peacefully with God. But that does not mean in any way, anywhere in Scripture, does it say, oh, my children, you will be a doormat. That is not the way things work. And in fact, the Old Testament teaches over and over that there is a cost in war. There is no such thing as peace at, at any cost. 
There is such a thing as peace is a cost. And we see it all the time. We are dealing with true evil. And sadly, true evil for a lot of people isn't that far away. All it is is the separation of themselves from the Lord. Obviously, one of our great missions in this world is to try to bring people closer to God, to introduce them in a relationship through Christ to the Father. And we want that to happen because ultimately it reconnects them to the source. But many are not going to hear it. And right now, we can see this rampant craziness that's going on around our world. We are seeing the groomers openly come out in school. We think They think it's funny grooming kids. They think it's enjoyable, that it's their right to be a parent over a parent. We see the attack on every aspect of life that our founding fathers have guaranteed, from First Amendment to Second Amendment to Tenth Amendment, everything. Every single aspect of our Bill of Rights, they go after. They hate this country. They hate everything about it. Why? Because ultimately there is one aspect that they cannot stand, and that is this country was built with God on the throne above all things. The saddest part of that story is way too many people, good Christians included, just turned their back and went, oh, darn, they, they took Christ out of school. They took God out of schools and out of government. When we allowed that, this tailspin began. We can never let this happen again, ever. You know, what's amazing is there's a one minute, 18 second piece I want to play for you here. It's of a homeless man, randomly interviewed by somebody, and he's sitting literally in the dirt as they're talking to him, and he's covered with dirt. But you know what's unique about it? He stepped out of the system. And because of that, in a minute and 18 seconds, he talks more intelligently than probably 95% of our world. You understand politics, you think you understand political parties, you're all full of crap, you don't know what the Illuminati is, if you're Republican or you're Democrat, you're wrong! Why? It's this easy, it's called divide and conquer. That's why there's two parties and only two. And they're controlled by the same people at the very top who belong to the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberger Group, they also belong to the Trilateral Commission, and you people don't even know what the hell that is. But if you did know, you would know that these are the people that control your world by making global policies that you never vote on and by which parties both serve and belong to these organizations and control your world. Now, here's how it works. Really easy. Divide and conquer can only work if the people that are divided are not aware of the falsely created division. If you're not aware of it, then it works. If you know about it, then it don't work no more. If you have socialism without capitalism, it becomes communism. If you have capitalism without socialism, it becomes fascism. And it's just that easy. I love you. That's all you need to know. That's why Masonic symbols are all over your freaking money. But you don't pay any attention. Ridiculous. <laughs> we just got lectured by a guy living in the dirt. And you know what? He's right. He has the picture completely. We need to have that level of awakening. And it is happening. Don't think it isn't. But we need to continue the pressure on the push on truth. Truth is the ultimate weapon here. It is the sword that destroys everything. And the elite know that. The elite are panicked. And they are throwing everything they can at this right now. And you better buckle up because it's going to get ugly. They will tank the economy. They have already pillaged it. They will cause food shortages. 
They will cause electrical outages. They will do every possible thing they can, including likely an alien invasion. And don't be surprised if they project some image of Christ on the, on the ceiling of the sky. They want you to comply. And for those that are eager for this to end, you will fail. This is going to be a long haul. Endure it. Buck up. This is going to be a tough fight. And it will take that level of commitment to the long term, to the true level and worship in God to discern through much of what's to come. But it's not going to be quick. We didn't get here quickly. And sadly, we were all part of getting here. We are going to have to face this in the end of why we got to this place. And those are going to be the hard moments. The easy moments, in truth, are the quick cleanup of these people. They, we know who they are, and they know who they are. And in the end, with a little bit of help from the right people, we can clean them up in a few months, wrap it up, stack it up, and they're gone. But that's only the beginning. Because like everything in war, the easiest part of war is destroying things. The hardest part of war is rebuilding things. And that's where it all comes back to this remnant, a remnant that has to have the strength and will to stand in these days, a remnant that has to have that connection and truth and walk in Christ, not just by words, but by action. We have to be greater than the words. Words in a certain way at this point in time to a large degree are a waste of time when we're talking to people who don't want to hear. But when we demonstrate the walk in Christ and we truly demonstrate that strength that we're given, that ability to discern, that ability to be understanding to somebody but never cross a red line that we won't cross, again, there is no such thing as peace at any cost unless you want to believe in nothing. When you understand that line that you walk, you can be the most gentle warrior in the world and be the most powerful And that's truly emulating Christ. And when we walk in that place, we become the lamps on the hill. We become those things that people look to and start to seek. And it's amazing. You want to know how ugly this is going to get? It's kind of came out today. The Biden administration has now proposed a funding option that they will deny funding to schools for lunches if they do not agree to let boys use girls' bathrooms and if they don't mandate that boys can play on girls' teams, they're going to take away the food. You control the food, you control the people. You control the energy, you control the nation. You control the money, you control the world. Well, they're starting to lose control of the world because the money system is imploding. They've already pillaged it, and there's nothing to back it up, and they don't have the infrastructure or the technologies in place to roll out this new magical CBDC garbage digital currency with, a, with an app. They just recently contracted, they meaning the WEF, they just recently contracted with Deutsche, Deutsche Bank or Deutsche Telekom to build the QR code for the app. They don't even have it built yet. The Canadian banks don't have the CBDC for Canada designed yet. The Treasury Department's still scrambling to get the CBDC, CBDC online. That's because their plan was accelerated, and it was accelerated not because of Q, but because of us, we the people. We the people push for truth. We've continued to dig and pressure and break down the walls of lies. But it's going to continue to be ugly in the days and weeks ahead. We have to be prepared. Kids have to be taken out of school. Parents have to make those hard choices. 
They're going to squeeze for the injection everywhere they can. They will create another virus any opportunity they can. They will fan the flames of fear whenever opportunity presents itself. They will continue to have the false flag shootings in red states to try to ban guns. And they won't stop. That's the enemy you face. I've said this many times that in respect to their faith, they are more committed to their two-bit fake God than we are to ours, which stuns me. God is almighty. God has told us he will deliver. God has told us he will fight for us. God has told us fear not. And yet, here we are. So it is time for the true Christian warriors to stand up, to be bold, to be ruthless in your faith. And that means once in a while you're going to have to flip a table. It means sometimes you might have to take out a whip. It definitely means you need to stand in the temples and question those that are speaking blasphemy. And you better be like David and carry five rocks in your pocket. Because this is not a game in any sense. And right now it is a war that will be won by the will of the people. And we are pressuring them. They are cracking. But it is not a time to pause or a time to delay or a time to sit back in your laurels and wait for somebody else to come riding in to save the day. We, when you start to see an enemy quake or crackle, you don't get kind. You get more ruthless. You press through. You hit harder. And you increase the velocity and the intensity of the attack. And the enemy that is cracking won't have a chance to reassemble. They will scatter. They'll get ugly. They'll break into smaller groups. They'll try to inflict pain. And that's part of war. But in the end, you pursue them ruthlessly and destroy them relentlessly. And you never stop until you win. That's where we are. It's a choice that every person has to make. I've made mine. I walk with God and Christ, and I will defend this country. This is the hill I die on. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We've come together each day to to reflect on the state of the world, to look deeply into the plans and devious acts of an elite that see us as their puppets, as their cattle to slaughter. And so now, Lord, we just turn to you and we say, we're in. We know the promises you've made, Father. Sadly, we just, too often, we just deviate from them. We don't listen. We don't listen to the words, don't, to fear not. We don't believe in our hearts enough that you will deliver, yet we know you will. And so for those transgressions, we ask for forgiveness. But as we ask for forgiveness, we equally pray for strength, that people will stand up and begin to take those words to heart, to really realize what it is to be a warrior in this fight, to stand with you and to stand there fearlessly, never to bow, never to bend, and to have trust in you. Guide us in these times, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. It's a glorious fight to be part of. Each one of us has a role. And we are doing it, but we have to push harder. We have to dig in deeper. We have to put in more hours, even when you think you have no more to give. This is the time when the enemy is beginning to quake that we have to crush them. And crushing doesn't happen overnight, but in the coming months, we will prove that victory. It is not time to get soft in heart or empathetic for their ways. They are out to destroy us. 
and we shall not be destroyed. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us, and he'll never forsake us. So keep your prayers up right now for that clarity and discernment that is needed for every warrior that's on the battlefield. In the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, 
to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.